If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Good afternoon and welcome, everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. My great pleasure to be joined by you. Appreciate you joining us on a Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. Hope you had a wonderful Halloween. Have a good time. If you got little kids, it was probably awesome, right? Ah, when they're little, it's good. Everybody was safe. Did you get all the candy you wanted? Did you get everything you needed? I raid my kids' bags after um, Halloween every year, and uh, I'm I'm on a search usually for uh, almond joy or mounds. I like both uh, mounds typically, but uh, hey now, and uh, and then I would also tell you um, I like uh, of course Reese's peanut butter cups, which uh, who doesn't? I mean, it's the best candy on earth, so. I don't know if that made it to the YouTube stream because we just started as you were discussing candy, but that's outstanding. Uh, if if the boys have any friends that live near where we do next year, man, the cul-de-sac on my block, was they go really nuts. Solid. Smoke machines yeah. and music well, and all kinds good. of stuff. Yeah, no, that's good, good stuff. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, well, all right, we'll get uh, straight to it here. Uh, by the way, you can find me at Jay Cameron Show on Twitter. Appreciate you guys in the chat here on War Chant TV. Uh, and obviously, we love all of you listening on 93.3 uh, Real Talk Radio. Uh, I would invite you to like and uh, subscribe to the War Chant TV feed. It, it does benefit us greatly. If you do so, it allows us to bring better coverage and, and gives us more options moving forward with what we do. So that, that's good, too. Um, so, you know, I, listen, I'm not mad today. I'm disappointed. Uh, I... I <laughs> Before we came on, Daryl said in the chat, I'm sure Jeff's going to just come on here and say, I told you so. Well, I mean, not gleefully. Uh, I'm not happy. Uh, but the game did play out exactly as I stated that it would, uh, for, for the most part. I mean, I, it, I felt like in-game, and, and Tom, I think you did based on our after-game text thread, I felt like we were about to steal a game we didn't deserve to win. I, I mean, we were very close to winning the game. Um, Jermaine Johnson almost made that possible with the strip sack and 
the touchdown. Uh, but on a per-down basis, we got dominated. Uh, if you remove, and you can't, place count. I don't want to do that thing where you're like, well, just take away. The-. No, no, you can't. Plays happen, and they count. But if you're trying to get a gauge for the level of dominance or the level of competitiveness on a series-to-series or a play-to-play basis, you can look at the greater number of plays as opposed to a singular play. So that's why people bring that up, and I bring it up here. Basically, if you remove the Toa Feely play, we did nothing. We did nothing. And if you're going to look at it per yards attempt, yards per attempt, if you're going to look at success rate, whatever advanced metric you want to look at, you can look at traditional stats. Anything you want to look at bears this out. It lets you know that offensively we did nothing. And this was somewhat easy to predict, and a lot of people did, not just me, because we're at a severe mismatch up front with Clemson. And, and games get real simple. Games get very simple when one side is going to dominate the line of scrimmage over the other side. You can talk all you want about a skill position player, about a quarterback, about officiating, about home or away, about a play call or two, whatever you want. But watch any game of football. There are outliers, I get it. But watch any game of football. You guys know this, and when emotions are not involved, you know it even more. If one side of the ball is kicking the other side of the ball's ass in the trenches, the game is over. Barring big special teams plays, and we lost the special teams battle by a mile, even even with them missing three kicks, by the way, meaning Clemson. So, you know, barring that, or barring an absurd number of turnovers, and in, in, in particular turnovers that lead directly to points, so like a pick six or something like that. The only way that those stats in the trenches or where a defensive line is dominating an offensive line doesn't pay off is if you get some of these other elements that take hold, such as a 99-yard kickoff return, a pick six, a scoop and score, like things like that, right? Or if you completely dominate with your defensive line against their offensive line and give yourself a chance to win a 17-10 a to 10 game. And it almost happened. It almost happened because I thought our front four played well. I thought the, the second level, the third level, the back end of the defense was, for the most part, pretty damn bad. Uh, I, I think you saw too much success in the air uh, where their receivers made plays uh, and our defensive players, defensive backs, did not make plays. Uh, now... Is that forgivable because Clemson has good receivers? It is. You, you got to make some plays. And, and luckily we saw some guys make a few of them. Uh, they did create some turnovers, so that's exciting. I, I think Florida State had this game play out the way, given its limitations, given what we are, given what Jordan Travis is. On the one hand, that young man deserves an awful lot of credit for whatever momentum we had going into the game and for the successes that we've had on offense this year. On the other hand, he is extremely limited as a quarterback. He does one thing well and uh, and extraordinarily well. But when it gets taken away, and Clemson took it away and, and a lot in this game, they basically said, you're not going to do that. And we first guessed that. I think a lot of people did. I mean, Brent Vittables, I said, was going to take Jordan Travis's running ability away. I brought it up all week long. He did completely take it away. And once that happens, Jordan Travis is not going to beat you with his arm. We, we, A, don't block it up well enough. B, don't have the receivers. So I don't know what happened to Cam McDonald this game, but he gets kind of knocked out fairly early and is no longer part of the game plan. And you could tell that because of Jordan Wilson's success, it means that they wanted to use the tight end a lot, and they really couldn't, not in the way that they wanted to with Cam. 
you can't – I mean, I, I kudos to the offensive line, in particular kudos to Dylan Gibbons who gave it a go, but he clearly was not 100%, and he got beat up. And even your good linemen. I mean, I, I saw Smith getting driven into the backfield oh, on – I mean, on repeat. The way it started, too. Roller I mean, like, skates. You know, roller I mean, skates are 53 and 58. Oh, 58. 50. Tom, I got to tell you, I am going to – here's my bout of criticism. We got to stop with this. I know we have trench talk with him on Warchan TV. He's a great kid. His analysis is still valuable. I don't need him out there playing. And, Not at this level. Well, of he's hurt, and he's yeah, been hurt all right. year. He hasn't been right all year long. I, Tom, that, that was a text uh, that we exchanged early in the game, which was, uh, yeah, "You're going to let Babyon get some run at some point." What I was disappointed by, just in watching Clemson's failures. You know, they don't have a lot of them on defense, but watching their failures leading up to the game, it looked like you could take advantage of them on the edges with quick-hitting runs. We still ran our long-developing mesh point stuff, which, again, you're going to need to be able to do what you do well, or at least to a neutral, you know, second and nine situation. You know, if it's in second and seven, you get to third and six, whatever. You can't lose yardage left and right in those moments. But I thought if we were game planning specifically for Clemson, you, there's no time to wait. They're going to shoot those gaps. They're going to beat you to the point that you're trying to get to. We caught so many blocks when we're pulling our linemen rather than driving guys. We were just catching them because they're faster and they're stronger. So the best way I thought to get at them was quicker. You've got less time. And that was frustrating. The other thing, too, we abandoned the run really quickly and turned into a four-wide spread offense. And and uh, Kenny said it today in his press conference. They went empty because they thought it would be easier to make reads off of it. You'd be able to see what Brent wants to do with his pressures. And so they thought that was the best place to go. Well, when Jordan had an opportunity to get a, even a four- or a six-yard gain, he's still looking down the football field. And I was hoping that he would know, even though he trusts his teammates, it's on me today. You know, if I have to run the ball 25 times, and the, most of them are, are broken play scrambles that go for four yards, and I get down, so be it. Well, remember before the game when you and I talked about what would have to happen. I mean, on the War Chant Report, I said this. Ira and I talked about this. You and I talked about this on the uh, pregame get-together. If Florida State was going to win the game, Jordan Travis was going to basically have to be Superman. Right. And, you know, he wasn't. He, in fact, I'll, he wasn't good. He wasn't good. And some of that is just you're getting whipped up front. So that's not all on him. He made more throws and progressions than I thought he would, given that we ended up becoming a, a, a spread offense, like yeah. a spread it out shotgun offense early in that game. He made more throws than I thought he'd be able to. It's just that what they thought that they could do, man, I, I was surprised that that's the conclusion that they came to. But you're just not good enough. I mean, there's not yeah. a whole lot of good answers here. No, I think some point it's okay to say, uh, okay, well, I want to do this, and then you might counter with say, well, we want to do this. Okay, well, all of this – presupposes our ability to block somebody in this game. And if you can't, you can't. I mean, you're not suddenly magically going to be able to. There are teams in the second half of the schedule where that is a stark reality. Now, Clemson being the best of those teams defensively. And no matter what you want to say when emotions run high and you're frustrated because the game was there for the taking, you could have won this yep. game. There's no doubt. You're about two first downs away from getting yeah, it. Yeah, you're, you're about to win a game that maybe by rights you shouldn't have won, but you, you could have. You almost did. And that, that too, is encouraging, by the way. But I get it. I get it. But we were 4 of 13 on third down. Uh, when he had to throw and they knew he was going to throw, he couldn't throw. I mean, it's just like, you know, I mean, that's, and also, Tom, and you'll do, I know you'll break this down because you do it third and laying. And I don't know if you're going to look ahead to, to, a to, little bit of both. Okay. Well, 
I mean, it's going to be a, a, an ugly proposition for you to break down all the times that Jordan made the wrong decision to give when he could on, on yeah. RPOs. Oh, that we that we assumed that the North Carolina game was a turning point was an incorrect assumption. Yeah. It was a good day. I mean, there right, are, for right now, it was a good day. I <laughs> yeah, I stopped it. Uh, okay, so you sent me a screenshot. It was funny that you sent me that because I was in the process at the time of pausing it because I thought my eyes in real time was like, what are we doing here? But he had a lot of those in this game. Some of that is when, you, when you're getting that much pressure up front early in the game and, and you begin to realize this, this we're not blocking this up, I do think occasionally it gets in your head. There's a little rat trapping that goes on. He had some rat trapping moments here. There are a couple of uh, EJ Manuel moments here in this game that I hope that doesn't become uh, a ba bad habit. You can check the bingo box for today, Matthew. He got to uh, EJ. Yeah, well, I mean, there were specific whippity doos, Tom, as I like to call them. And you saw them. There were two or three whippity doos there. I'm like, man, are we going to whippity do out here today? That's what we're doing. Because they're not going to block it up for you, Jordan. I can't have you whippity-doing all day. Everybody was pressing early, too. Yeah. You could see it in everybody's eyes. They were all too amped up. But you have to go through it. you got to go through it. That's exactly where I was going to get to. you got to go through it. You're going to have to recruit your way out of all of this. There's only so much you're going to be able to do with what you have here. I think the limitations Jordan Travis has are significant. Uh, it doesn't mean I don't like him. It doesn't mean I don't think you can win with him. It doesn't mean I don't think that he has gotten better in some ways. It just means that I think he's limited, and he is. He just is. And I have welcomed, as you know, uh, competition and perhaps uh, other people who would like to make their way here via the transfer portal. Uh, if, if when LSU loses this, there it is. If over the weekend when LSU loses by 100 to Alabama, there are options on the table. <laughs> For a certain you know, player, I'd, I'd entertain them. We've been tongue-in-cheek over the years about some of the guys that have come here, and, and you've dubbed them as, you know, your guy to go get. Yeah. If Max Johnson actually came here, oh, I buddy. think that one would legitimately be closer to, we need to thank you for this. Yeah. <laughs> You're the one who started the campaign. Come on, Max. It's the GoFundMe we didn't know we needed, it's but not gonna you happen. found it. It's not going to happen for you in Baton Rouge, baby. It ain't going to happen as much as I like that town and those fans. It ain't happening. Your dad's alma mater needs you. Right, yeah. Needs you. Just like he needs to make another trick shot video on TikTok. <laughs> so I'm just going to say that, uh, you know, I'm open to more competition to position. That's all I'm saying. Because I think there are real limitations to what Jordan Travis provides for you. And there are some things about him that are spectacular. But when, when he gets hemmed up, man, and you got to throw – He's betrayed a little bit too, though. I mean, you know, it's 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 one thing for me to say, hey, shoulder all of this. At the same time, I'm fully admitting we weren't going to block Clemson in pass protection. Yeah. Our receivers don't exactly get separation. And Cam McDonald gets hurt, and he's yeah. one of your principal guys that you move around yeah. and create the yeah. angles yeah. with. Yeah. So th those are all things that, yes, lead to the kind of ineptitude. Again, it, you can't remove plays, but if you remove the one spectacular play on the wheel to Toa Feely, Florida State did pretty much nothing. It's a good throw. Well, but, it's a yeah, great throw. It yeah. leads him perfectly, and it's a great play and balance and everything else. It's actually, I praised it last night. It's one of the best plays by an official who I'm normally disgusted with uh, that I've ever seen. He didn't quit on that play. The announcers did. All the fans did. The rest of the teams did. Not that guy. He's like, oh, no, 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 you're up. Come on, I got you, baby. I'm looking at your feet. He's with him the whole way. 
that uh, that guy wins an award from me. I can't believe a. It's great the shot because you see him looking. It's almost like that official who's watching the guy get beat up in the corner. That famous, you seen the GIF? So when you watch it, you see it. He's watching. He's looking. He's looking. He's like, ooh, oh, oh, that's nice. Oh, you're still up. I got. Oh, hop, 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 touchdown. He's 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 ready to go. Since we have the technology, we'll pull it up on the uh, on the War Chant live feed. It'll be there in just a second. It's the uh, second play in the sequence, Director Matthew. But uh, yeah, you're right. We broke it down on Smash last night. It's incredible. It's unbelievable. You talk. You're all you ask from an official is to be in position to make the call. And right? he is. In- That's what every coach gets mad about is you weren't in position to throw that flag. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the one on Kevin Knowles. Like, really? So you're the guy. You're the guy, you're, yeah. You're, you're supposed to be judging holding in the trenches, and you're like, nope, 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 nope. That's uh, that's pass interference. Yeah. No. We can't stand that. But when you, officials are in position, and you, you got to right. give them praise. And that's in real time. That's I mean, that play was probably happening. At I mean, if you're down on the field to see that, it's fast. I cracked up laughing. My man is locked in, ready to roll, zeroes in, how many hops, does the whole thing. He's 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 got it solid. We'll have to save it. We'll get to it, I guess. Uh I find it interesting that I was wondering if you were gonna remark on this because because we did text about it, but we hadn't talked about it since. This uh, isn't the point. We're, yeah, we're running through the touchdown play, then we'll get to it. It's play two in the sequence. But that you brought up Bavion, you know, as time goes on, there are takeaways we have when the game is over, mm-hmm. and then there are some that emerge in the in the hours after when things settle down emotionally. That Bavion didn't play more, I was a little surprised about that because you basically got a mash unit at guards. Yeah, you do, and you've got a guy who played well. There's the official. Okay, now look at him. Look at him. I got you. I, oh, oh yeah. But if there's another, he almost kind of prances with him. Yeah, too. he's actually proud of him. I mean, he's not. If you can't see it from here, but oh, oh you see him looking. Oh, oh no, no. He hasn't even come close to signaling for yeah. that play to be over. Yep. He's like, oh, no, oh, no, you're not down. Come on, get up, big man. <laughs> Let's elevate that guy to head official. Can he be a head referee? Because every week this conference is so bad. He wants him. He like, there goes Norvell racing down. Uh, here comes this ref. I got it. I got it. I'm on this. Oh, no, you're still up. Come on. Come with me. Let's go. Stay in. Stay in. Touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> the best part, there, there's a, a view that FSU football tweeted out yesterday. It's the from the end zone. And yeah. you see Norvell chasing Toa Feely down the sideline. He thinks there's a flag behind. He's mad about the like when he's tackling. Well, he's, tell, he's telling him to go tempo because he oh, thinks the he tackle thinks had down. happened. Yeah. He thinks so it's all the next play. And Kenny said today to uh, the press that he was calling the next play. Because they're just, you know, what's you've got to go, you got to move. If you got Clemson on the ropes, this is the chance we yeah, got. Go, We're not going to see the red zone a lot today, boys. So <laughs> let's let's get these calls in and let's hit them with tempo. Because that's a tough situation on big plays. Often you see timeouts called because you don't have your stuff together. Mm-hmm. So Mike is trying to rally the troops. He's following that he's ruined that. But you know who didn't give up on him? That side that judge. That side judge is like, no, no, I got you. And that side judge has some light feet. He's, he's, I, just, I got you. <laughs> that foot's still in, still in. Oh, that's a touchdown, my man. Yeah. I got you. Chef Camera Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. So, I gave this album a spin over the weekend. 
Beautiful weather outside. Open the windows, sat back, and uh, listen to the War on Drugs new record. And? Good. I, I, You know my rule. Yep. So we'll get to it. I'll get uh, through six, seven spins this week, and once we're there, I'll give you the full assessment. I got through that many on Friday because I was up early doing a lot of copy work Same for, record? for this. Yeah. Because <laughs> it, it was released on Friday. Yeah, I know. So, so you, you just know, put it on loop, huh? I just put it on loop. I like yeah. to do, uh, I have a very, I mean, I'm ridiculous. Uh, but for bands I give a damn about, um, I like to I like to you know give it a listen, walk away, think about what I heard, mix it up with something else, change the palette, come back around to it later, that kind of thing. Um, I wonder. Okay, so uh, are we seeing this accurately? Because it's exciting if that's true. Hmm. We have our dear listeners out there who understand that I am, you are, and many who listen, uh, sporting guys and gals. And the word is sports betting in Florida has begun. The Hard Rock Sportsbook just started accepting wagers on their mobile app. Well, sir. <laughs> Hello. Dare I say that the time has come for responsible adults to make decisions for themselves with their money. Hello, my friend. Hello. And if you're watching the War Chant TV feed, that is apt. Well done. Um, all right. Interesting weekend. A lot of changes, a lot of weird things. By the way, uh, thanks, Mike. LSU QB Miles Brennan is set to hit the transfer portal. Wrong quarterback. Wrong quarterback. Also, I saw where Gary Patterson unceremoniously have a good day at TCU. How about that? It's the only reason TCU is on the map now. Can't help but uh, think that things had, you know, certainly they're not where they were, and we knew that. Um, I saw a video, and I watched a couple of um well, a couple of series in their game. Gary, Gary's got to get it together. Gary, Gary, yeah, Gary's letting it go a little Gary's bit. Gary's letting it go. Gary needs to go see a nutritionist. Maybe think about uh, exercise a couple times a week. Uh, get some sleep. Let's get ourselves together, Gary. I'm getting worried about you. We've got a, a jacked up, uh, kind of a cockeyed hip going on there with all the weight going on. And uh, damn it, yeah. <laughs> I got us to the Big Twelve. How do I get us to the SEC? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I know. I've been worried about I'm like, man, are we all right here? Are we all right, Gary? It's time. It's time. You go rest, sir. You go rest. Who knows? Maybe you'll be Florida State's defensive coordinator next year. Uh, Whoa. Man is uh, man is uh, good at what he does. Was for a very long time. That's a big month for Coach Fuller, isn't it? It's going to be a big month. They, they responded well in the second half. They were scrappy. They, yeah. they found a way oh, to yeah, put us yeah. in a position to win the game, and then outright, you know what I loved about them? was not just a scoop and score. That's an easy take, right? Yeah. You know, great play, whatever. The next series is three and out, and you get a sack to put an exclamation point on that bad boy. Yeah. Damn they, it, that's how you finish the game. I feel so bad for those kids. They, t- they turned them over three times. They they sacked in big moments. They they did a relatively good job. Uh, the front four did. I, those linebackers get put in conflict all the time, and they're just not good. That thought, second quarter is on fire, that oof, tape. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I... um. I thought Amari Gaynor played for a 
good bit in the first half, especially about his best game. I've seen him play as a knoll. Really tailed off after that. But I thought he played really well in that first half. He's gotten better. Just, you know. Yeah. He's just a guy, though, and then that's and that's the problem. I mean, he's gotten better. You're, there's no doubt. There's no getting around that. Um, I again, I do think you're relying on some young guys here. That last drive, the vast majority of that drive is penalty yardage. Uh, Clemson didn't do really a damn thing there. Uh, it's penalty yardage. Right. It's twenty to twenty. Worst case scenario if the uh, the white and blue black shirts don't get involved. Yeah. It's uh It's it's all penalty yardage. Um, that's frustrating. It's very frustrating. Uh, I thought, you know, I, I feel like in, in certain situations, I, I've said this before, and I really hope we can find a way to do something about this, both in professional football and college football. Tom, you and I did uh, the Scuttlebucks earlier today, and I brought this up here, and, and I, I'll say it or there, and I'll, I'll bring it up here. I feel like the mindset of officials in general has to be um, shifted, and, and I think they have to, to, to be checked. I think that the governing bodies, those that lot over officials are in charge of ensuring that they're looking for the right things, whatever those points of emphasis might be, or is there a collective way of viewing a game? I understand in the last 10 years they have been really emphasizing more than anything else safety. Got it. Because for the better part of uh, the existence of football, they ignored it and then lied about it. And, you know, now there's a huge pushback. Okay, well, that's fine. I think we've gone too far, but that's a different discussion for another time. I do think, though, that there's a difference between looking after players and, 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 you know, all that kind of thing, as opposed to desperately searching for the infraction, as opposed to the ones that present themselves with relative ease. Now, you're going to miss some things. It's just the nature of the game with uh, 22 guys on a field flying around. But I feel like if you watch, if if every series or every play, you're hell-bent on finding something, then you will. Then you will. Oh, absolutely. You absolutely will. And I feel like too often this year, on the whole, officials are looking for the flag as opposed to, oh, you forced my hand here, I've got to call it. Right, right. Now, there's a phrase. There's a big difference there, the spirit of the law, the spirit of the rule. Yeah, the term that Doug Rhodes, the late Doug Rhodes, used when we went to the ACC official symposium now almost 10 years ago, that I just could not disagree with more. They teach their officials, when in question... Throw the flag. Yes, they do. And that is the that wrong mentality. That makes no sense. No, it's the wrong mentality. Could you imagine if our judicial system was that way? When in question, you're guilty. Yeah. Like, what is that? No, I don't like it. And it's really been, I think, emphasized this year. You see it in the NFL with the taunting calls. Man, these are grown-ass men making millions of dollars. Get the hell out of here with all your moral policing. And then secondly, I would tell you that, um, you know, it's an emotional, violent game. It's a very emotional and violent game. And if you mix those two things together, people are going to let off steam. They're going to, when, when, when they succeed, when they achieve, when they work through and work hard and have a chance to make a play, uh, and then they do, man, if a guy throws the ball in the air after a touchdown, what are we doing? We're going we're gonna to call this a penalty. Look at this play. That is somehow unsportsmanlike. In what world is that unsportsmanlike? In what way does that is that taunting a Clemson player? Right. In what, in what, 
and the spirit of the rule there. And think about what goes on after that. They get the ball at their own 38 or 39-yard line because the infraction is enforced on the kickoff. Mm-hmm. You get a three and out. They punt the ball. We don't bother to pick up the football, well. which we haven't talked about special teams yet, but I'd make a change there. And that costs you what in total in net field position yardage? 40 yards, 50 yards, between yes. those two yes. things. Between yeah. those two things. And then you get the Knowles interference call, which right. is wrong. Uh, but where I don't know that, why they called it, but it's wrong. Because he's in trail because he got, he yeah, got yeah, runs. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but the point is, okay, let's say you go three and out in that situation again. Same situation. I mean, so it's a false start on first down, all of it, all of it. And you punt the ball. Clemson's getting the ball where? Like on their 20? Mm-hmm. On their 25? Right. Because of two simple things. Number one, the unsportsmanlike conduct call. Number two, the fact that we can't pick up a punt or catch a punt well, ever. They lost special teams across the board. Okay, now they got lucky that Clemson's kicker sucks or did that day. Right. Uh, and that's nice. But we lost. Now, where they. Now, I, this is debated amongst football people and, and my friends in general. If, if, okay, go back to the. Now, let me ask you this question. So let's, let's wear a different hat for a second. If you were a Clemson fan, how frustrated were you with Dabo Sweeney's insistence on kicking field goals? Where oh, there's yeah. fourth and manageable yeah. opportunities to go for it. I was like, thank you. I couldn't uh, believe I, he I, also he also conceded at halftime. What the hell are you doing? It was weird. You got decent field position. It was crazy. It was crazy. It made uh, well, no sense. No, that, what, that tells you everything you need to know about what he thinks about DJ. So... That one who had a better half at that. I mean, well, yes. Well, I'm yes. just telling you that he has seen enough. He has been shell shocked, for lack of a better term. He has seen enough of that kid. He does not want to risk him screwing it it's up. It's the forty, though. That's unbelievable. I completely agree. I'm just telling you that is the direct mindset and reaction one has when they do not believe in their quarterback. It's listen. Watch an NFL game. Watch how many coaches who decide to punt or or actually third and. Seven. What you call on third and seven is telling you exactly what you think about your quarterback. Yeah, yeah. You see it every week. You're like, oh, ran a screen pass or a draw, did you there? You just don't believe he can make a play. Now, there is a time when a defense is being overly aggressive that you have to do that. I get it. There's time and a place for a screen. Gotcha. But if that's all you call on third and medium or third and long, right. you don't believe in your quarterback yeah, th- at all. There's two possibilities. Number one, you don't believe in the quarterback. Number two, you're going four down territory. But we all know the difference in, in game situations and field position leverage where those things could differentiate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it's your own 28-yard line, third and seven, and you call a draw, that's not because it's two down territory yeah. or four down territory. Yeah. No, I, uh, I think that, you know, again, he doesn't trust him. They won the game. He made some throws. But clearly they don't trust him. They don't believe in him. And then I would imagine that when they saw the strip sack uh, touchdown, it was kind of like, well, I knew that was coming. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they all kind of like, really? Here we go again. Uh, it's interesting. But back, back to what you said, something before that is important. And I just wanted to get it off my chest that that's not a penalty. Refs need to stop looking for that. I get by the letter of the law there's a rule that you can't throw the ball in the air. He didn't throw it in the stands. I mean, it's, what are we doing? Just stop that. Stop Stop looking for these things. And it, it, to me, if you're going to call something like unsportsmanlike, you, you've got to be, you, you know, it's got to be pretty obvious that that falls under the umbrella of that, the spirit of that rule, that somebody is doing something to somebody. 
in order to rub in the fact that a play went oh, yeah. in your about, favor. How about Shipley and the Superman then? You know, he, he does yeah. the Cam Newton thing. That should be flagged? Absolutely it should well, be. And I wouldn't call a penalty on either of those things. But nor, I, nor I, but I mean, yeah. if that's, you're going to open the door to that. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. Then we should that's get the ball to the 40-yard line with a chance to win the football that's game. That's where it all comes from. That's what I'm saying. When you do this now, you got if you're going to call that, you got to go straight down the line on every play. They would have been calling Tim Tebow seven times a game. Every time he got up and did his... I'm sorry, sir. That's the Christ provision. I mean, they, they if, I mean, if Christ is involved, there's nothing to flag. Yeah. Period. Well, Gregory, Never. I don't care if DJU will finish out the season as Clemson's QB1. That's fine. He hasn't had a good season, and he's not that great. Um, what's that have to do with anything? I'm just pointing out to... Yeah, I mean, he did. He, he did play, yes. He's not a very good player. And I think they're probably devastated by that fact uh, and frustrated. Uh, but I will I will say again, that special teams, we lost every part of the special teams in this game. You kick the opening kickoff out of bounds. You start right off the bat. I mean, ultimately, it doesn't hurt you, but every, I mean, you've got to we, – we, how many games are we going to be talking about special teams? Yeah. That's where I don't think he was made available to the media today, Coach Papuchas, which is interesting. I, I, I want to point this out, too. I did so on the postgame show. But the defensive ends are good. Okay, that's his position group. He's a good recruiter. So that's important to point out because if you're going to point out that they've done a terrible job in getting these kids to execute on special teams, yep. you do have to point out where he's done a good job. Now, he has a little bit more talent to work with there on the ends. He and does. Done a good job. Yeah. But I don't know that I'd remove him from the staff. It's just a new voice is needed on special teams. And that might be Mike, too. It might. These might be some principles that Mike's teaching because he spends a ton of time on it as well. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to make it the, the credo of your program, that special, why, why do you see how well coached we are? And you know how you could see that? Special teams. Well, my man, you couldn't have picked a more wrong phase of the game because this season it's been god awful, god awful. It's the it's the area of criticism that I'm willing to levy against uh, Norvell because it's by his own standard. He has said that that's how you can judge a football team, and we're really bad on special teams. So you're, therefore, you're allowed that is frustrating to put a different player in a position. You know, you're allowed to switch guys out. You don't have to lock in your punt returner for the game. So when you see that Trayshawn is timid and yeah, uncomfortable, yeah, you don't run him back out. You don't have to. You could put somebody else back there, and I think it affected his play at running back. I remember a long time ago that we talked to Jimbo about uh, Tyler Hunter and Rashad Green, and he said that both of them were affected by being put back there as punt returners. Mm-hmm. It affected mm-hmm. their from scrimmage plays because it, it it tinkered with their confidence, and so they needed to get them out, put somebody else in who wouldn't affect them. Some, sometimes that happens, Jimbo said. I think it affected the way Trayshawn Ward played the rest of the game. He was timid on punt returns. He didn't want to make a mistake. Rather than going and executing and trying to make a play, and that's the opposite of who he is. Look at the way we finished the North Carolina game and the heart he showed in that final run to get us a first down. That's not the player that he is. You can make an in-game adjustment and put somebody else back there. Damn it, man. It cost us 50 yards even after the first mistake. Yeah, it's it's frustrating. Uh, I, I don't – I mean, I know the way that he pays attention to detail, the way that he looks at uh, – special teams and what he thinks about it and the passion with which he speaks of it, I, I he's got to be beside himself. He's just got to be so infinitely frustrated by watching this. So I do think that something could happen, a shuffling. Shuffling of responsibilities. A shuffling of responsibilities. Yeah, I'm looking. I wanted to pull up another number here. Um, we will catch the ball inside the five-yard line, but when you need to catch later, we will not. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Ah, when you're trying to win these games that you don't necessarily deserve uh, yeah. to win, and you certainly don't deserve to win based upon talent. 
You know, this would help. It would certainly help if they're like, well, damn it, if they don't make every right play on special teams. I will count this up. Um, and, again, we said going into the game, I thought if there was an advantage Florida State had, it was the front four there on the defense. Um, I didn't like us from, from, from behind that front four. <laughs> the, the other seven had me concerned about what we would see. Uh, but we did have 11 tackles for loss in this game. That's a nice number. Oh, yeah. That's a nice number. 11 tackles for loss. Gave up nice. some chunk plays, but we were present in the run game. You gave up a, a massive chunk play. Gave up the longest play of the year for Clemson on the 60-whatever-yard yeah. run. We hadn't given up one north of 20 all year. That was a bad no. time to pick. Yeah, yeah. And and you've got it You've got it hemmed up. You've got it kind of worked out, and he catches it. Yeah, he gets off the – listen, we weren't good on third down. Either were they. Uh Yards per play again. Looking at this, it was not a good day. If if you go back and just look at Florida State in the run game, it's it's basically two yards a carry. That's that's where if your offense is centered around, you have to have some success running the football, and you're averaging two yards a carry or less. Right. Yeah, the game is pretty well over because you don't have a drop back pass. Yeah, the problem to me is you let your fifth and sixth best offensive lineman play, and you sat your fourth, maybe your third best. In Bavion Johnson, and and that's because of injuries. I'm I'm weighting yeah, their abilities Bavion, based upon third best injuries. Have, you know, yes. third or fourth best based upon the way things have gone this season. Uh, you know, I, I was hoping we'd see him out there a little bit more. I don't know that it would have changed much, but maybe a couple of situations you you get into second or third medium where you wouldn't have. It's just those plays took so long to develop. I, I really thought, and when Kenny said last Monday that you know, well, we're not unlike Brent. We come up with different game plans, different weeks. We, we're completely different. I think that would mean four wide. I thought it meant that we'd hit some quick hitting runs, maybe some speed options to the perimeter, things like that with Jordan. But, I mean, if you look at the way that he played, he was clearly taught to keep his eyes down the field as long as possible this week. Well, I think you're stuck you know, betwixt and between, as I said before, that you're going to have to show the ability to throw the ball a little bit against them so that you force them to back up. I mean, Clemson started walking down. They knew. I mean, your yeah. receivers are not a threat. You're not going to take the lid off of it. We know you want to run the ball. Okay, beat us. Prove to me you can beat us throwing the football. I mean, Brent Venables had a pretty easy week. I mean, I would have guessed this week he would have looked at that film and said, guys, maybe he can. Let's find out. Because my suspicion is this guy is not going to beat us throwing the ball for two reasons. He's not accurate enough, good enough, or comfortable enough in the pocket. And B, their receivers are not going to be. Yeah, the uh, you know, you know. the deep shot to Keyshawn hurt, but that third down that's behind him actually that, that made me worse. more mad. Yeah, me yeah. too. Because that's right there. Oh, it's there. It's right there. And, and when you're able to make the the throw rolling right to Jordan Wilson up the sideline, I'm like, hey, hey, okay, you yeah, got the. Yeah. If you've got that in you, then you've got to back it up and and hit Keyshawn in that situation. So at this point, um, now it becomes about not getting beat twice by the same team. You know, I. NC State's going to be able to do some things to you that Clemson did, but not in the same dominant way. They're not nearly as dominant uh, up front as as Clemson is. And you're here. So, you know, listen, everybody wants to jump to the Miami game. Let's let's wait on that. I mean, they're playing very well right now. That's oh, this is a losable a, game. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, we're an underdog, right? Yeah, I assume we so. are. Yeah, yeah, a home I assume, dog. Yeah, I assume we'd be an underdog. Yeah. No, not only is it losable, you're supposed to lose. But you don't have to. You don't have to. And you got to flush this. You got to shower this game and move on. You were there. You had a chance late, uh, rather improbably. Uh, it didn't work out. I thought, you know, when Clemson took the lead, I saw a lot of fans reach out and say, well, why didn't we do this? Why didn't we do that? Again, 
this is not a team with a drop-back pass game. The game was basically over given the time on the clock and where Florida State received the ball uh, after that. I mean, there is not you're not going to engineer a drive where he puts together five or six throws. Can we have a, maybe not for today, maybe off the air at some point, but a discussion about the analytics of fourth and 30-whatever? Is it maybe not better to go for no, it and throw I, a Hail Mary in I, that situation? I like that he punted there. I get why, yeah. but what I'm saying is you're, you need a touchdown either way. You're going to get a stop. You, maybe B.T. Potter misses another field goal. You save about 10, 15 seconds. Sorry, I'm, we're not going to turn into a, a big discussion. No. I was like, I wonder. I wonder what the bots <laughs> would say about this because I could kind of see where you've got the ball now. It's impossible. Both are impossible. So, Yeah, it, it was what a mess. I felt so bad for the people that had Florida State plus nine and a half. I felt so – I mean, I'm watching it happen in slow motion. I didn't touch our game, by the way, for the record. But I'm watching it happen in slow motion, Tom, and as that – I mean, as it's happening, you sense what's – I mean, we've seen this. Oh, yeah. We've watched it happen oh, yeah. all over the country. I'm like, oh, I know how this ends. Oh, my God. I'll tell you what one part of my brain thought in that moment. It was, if there's no time on the clock in college, do you have to kick the PAT? You got 10 and a half. I know some people who had ten and a half. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say. Now that doesn't do anything for my spirits right, because right, right. I wanted to win the freaking football game. I was hoping maybe there'd be some kind of illegal hands to the face on Clemson, some kind of you know, and yeah, then we get another yeah. untimed down. And also, we don't have a quarterback who could throw the ball deeper down the field. Nobody on the roster. Wyatt Rector, anybody? No, I don't think so. Mastermata can kick with both legs. Can he throw yeah. the ball at extreme distances? <laughs> hey, also by the way, that also took it to the over. And I was oh, like, it did? Oh, yeah. That it play, was 45-46. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that oh, took – So dude. think about the catastrophe. I would have loved to have been at a sports book to watch that final play. Now, my heart would have – my heart was already broken. I knew we weren't scoring on that play. The game was over. We had lost the game. I was frustrated. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> like but Parchment decides to throw it basically in the end zone. What the I hell is I that? Know. Yeah, there was a bunch of stupid stuff on yeah. that play. But, but as I'm watching it – and I'm seeing it bounce around, and I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I realized that people who had nine and a half are about to get screwed. I tweeted it out as the ball was bouncing around. I was like, oh, buddy, you're about to get screwed. And then B, I realized in that moment as he crossed the goal line, I went, that just took it to the over. Oh, the bad beat here is unreal. This, I mean, that's going to make it. I didn't watch last night on SportsCenter. I assume that made it. Oh, I would think so. With yeah. Van Pelt? Yeah. Had to have. That had been number one. That had to be number one. It took it to the over and the spread. <laughs> that is so wrong. Hugs to all you diehard Knowles that kicked not once in the groin, but twice as that play played out. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness, two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com.
short segment here, so I'll just get to the uh, crazy amount of NFL news today uh, as an aside. Uh, that's a shame. Derrick Henry is um, going to have foot surgery, no timetable for the return. Uh that stinks. They were on one hell of a roll. That was a big bounce back, down 14 to nothing in that game, going all the way back to win it in overtime, 34-31. When you consider that they've beaten Buffalo and Kansas City prior to that, uh, they had really kind of matured into, yet again, another threat in the AFC. Uh, this changes everything for them, uh, obviously. You're talking about the 2020 NFL Offensive Player of the Year, who was on pace yet again for a 2,000-yard season, which he achieved just a year ago. Uh, if you just look at, since 2019, these numbers are extraordinary. Uh, he won back-to-back NFL rushing titles, uh, his first beginning in 2019. He's accounted for almost 80% of the Titans' rushing yards this year on pace to rush for 2,000 yards. 4,504 rushing yards since 2019. That's first. 4,005? 4,504. sorry. 4,504 since 2019. Jesus. That is first in the NFL by a lot. Rushing touchdowns, 43 since 2019. That is first by a lot. Rushing yards after contact, Tom. Do you think he's going to lead the league oh, in that? Oh, God, yeah. yeah. 2,020. Lead the league in chalk outlines at defenders. And 50-yard rushes. He leads the league in 50-yard rushes or more. He's had seven since 2019. Of all of those impressive accolades you're talking about in recent seasons for Derrick Henry, still the most impressive thing I've ever seen is the photo of him at the national championship game standing next to Mark Ingram. It's insane. Who's in street clothes. And Mark Ingram is not a small dude. He's short in stature, but but he's he's, not. He's stacked. You know, he's he's an athlete. A minnow. And he looks like a toddler next to Derrick Henry. Unfortunately, the Saints have confirmed that Jameis Winston has a torn ACL. That's it. That's all for the season for him. Uh, I wish Jameis Winston well. That's a shame. He was actually playing well yesterday when he got hurt. That that sucks. Uh, And then, of course, there's a bunch of other NFL news that I can touch on later on, but uh, wanted to get that in in a short segment. looks like the Rams are finalizing a deal for Von Miller. Great. Oh, really? Yeah. You saw that Deshaun Jackson wants out of uh, L.A. Imagine that. Deshaun Jackson's unsatisfied. He metastasized enough in that locker room, and they said, the hell with you. What else is new? How many places can you get thrown out of? Uh, Tom, by the way, can I point out that I was not immune to the bad beats over the weekend? Did you happen to see Houston go 100 yards in the waning seconds against SMU? <laughs> no. <laughs> 100 yards. Oh, a kick return. It was tied at 37. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I may have had. Matthew pulled up that picture, by the way, of uh, Ingram and and Derrick Henry That's a for good the people, one. but I didn't. I had no idea. I'm yeah, so sorry. Yeah, I had SMU on the uh, on the money line there. It's a it's a toughie.